Hello and welcome to Wake Up, Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Depending on where you are listening to me from today in the world, thank you for joining my podcast, Wake Up, Take a Minute. And I have so enjoyed sharing this last few weeks with you over the topic series called Who's a Mama Lion? I am, and I'm not going to stop. We talked about survival of the fittest, and we talked about the Sons of Thunder last week. This week, we're going to talk about teenagers. Whose fun idea was that? I mean, really. Do you think one day that Jesus was just sitting there watching us and said, You know, God, I was the perfect son. I get it. But why don't we just throw a curveball in there to the humans and let them raise teenagers? That will certainly get their attention and get them talking to you. As parents who start out with such a sweet little baby, nurturing and loving it through its life, thinking that their baby could never do anything wrong, and was innocent of everything they were ever accused of, the teenage years can be a harsh reality, especially if they don't behave. There's no way as parents we can compare our kids to Jesus because it's just not a fair comparison. He was the ideal child. He didn't backtalk, he did all of his chores, he was never late for dinner, and he did exactly what his parents told him to do when they told him to do it. I'm sure parents of teenagers look at that and probably say, yeah, right. We have to yell and threaten our kids with no TV, Xbox, screen time, TikTok time, or anything else we can come up with just to get them to clean their room. And then there's the drama. At least with the girls. For the boys, it's usually something else. However, each of them tend to handle situations in similar ways. You know we start training them when they're young, right? I mean, certainly the crocodile tears are so cute and the little lip that quivers when they don't get what they want. We think it's adorable. In fact, we take pictures of it and we post it on social media every day it happens. There's no getting around the fact that each of us think our kids are great when they're young. Cute, sweet, lovable, huggable. But at some point in time, they go through this metamorphosis, this change, and we're a little afraid of what's happening during that process, to be honest, because we never know what we're really going to get on the other side. In fact, a word that I found, which I believe is very relatable for most parents of teenagers, is the word capricious. Oh, you guys, just wait for the definition. If you already know, you know where I'm going with this. But if you don't, it's hilarious. So, of course, I went to Google and found my trusty definition source. What do we have? Well, capricious. It's given to sudden and unaccountable changes of mood or behavior. Does that sound familiar, y'all? I mean, that just happened like five minutes ago in my house. Here's some other words that describe capricious, fickle, erratic, temperamental, wild, ungovernable, whimsical, unpredictable, random, haphazard, fitful. Well, I can tell you that all of those at some point in time have described my teenagers. I know the next time one of my teenagers tells me, you're so random, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Why? Because I still have youthfulness in me as well. Now, of course, I have to temper my youthfulness. However, it's still there. And through guidance, of course, with our relationship with God, we learn how to temper that, which is what we're supposed to do with our kids as well and how we help them walk through these teenage years. It's a lot like what Jesus did with the Sons of Thunder, James and John. I talked about them last week in tempering their passion for life by teaching them through example. I also want to share here that when it comes to learning, I am 
a very naturally curious person, so I can go down a rabbit hole quick, then I like to dig a little deeper, as well as making new connections through all of the topics that I'm sharing. So when I find a new connection, I definitely want to share it with you. Here we go. I just mentioned the Sons of Thunder and how they got their name. Jesus assigned this name to them. And thunder by definition means a loud rumbling or crashing noise heard after a lightning flash due to the expansion of rapidly heated air. Now, what better describes teenagers than an expansion of rapidly heated air once they're upset? Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. What better describes teenagers than an expansion of rapidly heated air once they're upset? Even the very breath I breathe can make them crazy if I walk into a room and they are not ready to deal with their mother. I know each of us have experienced that. Now, if we look at the word temper as a noun, a person's state of mind seen in terms of their being angry or calm. Okay, we can all understand that. Pretty straightforward. The verb definition has two act as a neutralizing or counterbalancing force to something, which is exactly what Jesus was doing. He was acting as a neutralizer, a counterbalancing force to James and John's thunderous nature. The other verb definition is improve the hardness and elasticity of steel or other metal by reheating and then cooling it. I find that very interesting, reheating and cooling it. Now, how could this possibly apply to our teenagers? I'm about to tell you. For me, this goes back to the heart. Have you ever had a really good friend who's been your friend for a very long time? And let's say that you all have a disagreement, a falling out. What happens when your feelings get hurt? You feel betrayed, maybe, depending on the situation. That feeling of betrayal can turn to anger, which, left unchecked, can harden your heart against your friend. How can it harden your heart? Well, because you're hot, you're mad, you're angry, you're heated. That's how your heart hardens just like metal. When you're angered, your heart becomes hard against the person or the experience of what's happened. And maybe sometimes it's justified. However, it's the same thing when you're tempering the metal. You're heating it and hardening it while it's taking shape. But at the same time, you don't want to heat it too much because there has to be some elasticity in it, which helps create room for change. What happens if you overheat the metal? Well, it can change the properties within. It can lose its strength. It can become brittle and cause it to break as well. So once you have the metal at the correct shape at that point, you want to temper it by cooling it down. What happens right before the tempering is quenching of the metal, which by definition means to extinguish in this case, which is perfect because you're extinguishing a fire, a heat. The quenching cools the metal rapidly and creates its hardest state. The tempering afterwards uses air to cool the metal. This process has the effect of toughening by lessening brittleness and reducing internal stress. I find this very interesting because isn't that what Jesus does for us when he's tempering our anger, our hearts, trying to help create change and reduce internal stress for us? He's trying to
to check us and put us back on the right path, knowing that he has the answers and by us reaching for him and leaning into him, that it brings peace and creates less internal stress. He wasn't trying to break them and he doesn't want us to try to break our teenagers either. He wants us to learn the right process, set the example so that they can learn it as well. He gives us the perfect example in how he manages James and John's, their nature. And I think that's what he wants for us as well. He wants us to be passionate about life. He wants us to have that flame, but he also wants to temper it through love and understanding and cooling us down when we get too angry about something so our heart does not become hardened against others or him. All parts of the process are required. Entering this world as an infant, going through your teenage years, it's through the teachings and the examples that we give to our kids that helps them understand how they are supposed to make it through the teenage years. They're not going to listen to you all the time. In fact, they're going to act like they're tuning you out the majority of the time. But believe me, the things you are saying does reach them. If not on the conscious level, it will reach their heart. You just have to keep living by example and tempering them along the way to make sure their heart remains opened. Now, in all fairness, we know that we are not able to compare our kids to Jesus. It just, as I said before, is not a fair comparison. And for that matter, we can't compare ourselves to God because he was the perfect parent. We are not. We need to accept that. And when we mess up, which believe me, our teenagers will never let us forget, when we do, we need to acknowledge it and say we're sorry if in fact we need to apologize. It's an important lesson, not just for them, but for us too. It's important to remind ourselves that we are not perfect and that the teenagers that God has blessed us with are not there to test our very last nerve or to jump up and down and do a dance on it like my kids do when they find my last nerve quite often. It's just part of life. It's growing up. It's experiencing life. It's getting through it. It's living through the bumps and the bruises, the challenges along the way. And those are the things that are going to carry us through later in life because that's when we learn the lessons we need to learn that point us in the right direction, that take us to where we need to go, and hopefully draw us closer to Him. And above all else, that should be the thing that as parents we hope for our kids. And I know for sure that when my kids reach heaven, that whosever idea it was to create the teenage years, Jesus or God, that we have been blessed because they touched our life and because they have found their way back to him and he gets to deal with them for eternity. <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed your time with me. I certainly have enjoyed talking about this topic and sharing some of my experiences with you. Have a great day, stay healthy, and as always, be you, cause I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.